Hey, Andrew. Hey, Marco. Yeah, great to be with you. We're here to talk about the recent development from from the, the Vatican. Yes. <laughs> it's posed some interesting things and... Merry Christmas. Merry... <laughs> Can we say this? <laughs> yeah, sort of. Uh, <laughs> I think uh, we want to respond to some questions from our listeners, especially in regards to... Um, a piece that we wrote on your blog yes. uh, in response to this declaration on the pastoral meaning of blessings. And then also just kind of go through through those questions and hopefully they're, they're uh, elucidating what Desert Stream thinks in this regard, which I yeah. think is important, you know, yeah. because this affects us in our ministry. And uh, I think uh, we have some, some, some thoughts to offer. So sure. the first question, have you read the declaration? Yeah, no, I I read it as soon as it came out, and uh, I did not get my take on it from the Miami Herald, uh, <laughs> rather from uh, the the Vaticana itself. <laughs> uh, and uh, um, you know, I, I have to say, in in looking at it, the first first round, I thought, well, blessing, 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 blessing. I think our approach to people as a kingdom people mm-hmm. is always to bless. So, yeah. so my, uh, my initial thought was, well, why is this extraordinary? Sure. That is simply a Christian's approach to his fellow humanity, having been blessed by God to bless others in myriad ways. So this, this whole take on blessing hardly seems to me like a new development as per uh, the author. So um, that to me was initially um, a little confusing. Why is this declaration so important? Aren't we always in a position of blessing the Imago Dei in -hmm. our fellows? Um, Obviously, that's because this isn't really about introducing the concept of blessing okay. to Christians. We'll get to that. Yeah. But I, I just definitely wanted to, to clear the air that, yes, we didn't read the document. Yes. <laughs> so we're not, re- we're not reacting to um, the, the, the tabloids. or We're, we're actually, we're, we, we read the, the source. Right. <laughs> and I think it's okay for Catholics to say, you know, this is, uh, yeah, it has some great qualities to it, but it can also be really confusing. And really troubling. I think that's okay for Catholics to say yes. when they read a document um, that, yes, we can read it in an orthodox lens, but we can also read it and see some really big ambiguities. So well, I think it's, it's just important to say. And precisely because we're orthodox, we see the ambiguities right. and say, this actually is confusing me. Right. Uh, there's been some precepts upon precepts in the magisterium and so this new development challenges us, not in its clarity, but in its muddled and contradictory elements, yeah. um, in, in applying blessing, right. if you will. Yeah. I'm just going to fix your mic really quick. I also think to, to mention the nature of the document is important. Yes. So um, 
what is a declaration? Well, a declaration, it, it carries, it definitely carries some sort of weight. So it's not just, oh, this is a prudential thought or, you know, we want to offer something that's, yeah. you know, just to, to consider. The last time this type of document was invoked was in 2000. Cardinal Ratzinger pinned a document named Dominus Jesus under the pontificate of Pope St. John Paul II, and that carries a weight. So this document, being a declaration, carries a significant weight exactly so we have to say that like okay yeah. this isn't um it's supposed to be a clarifying document right. and i think the problem that i'm seeing mm. is that there needs to be a lot of clarification yeah. on the clarifying document yes and we have to say that the pope and his doctrine guy fernandez mm -hmm. they intentionally are making an important point exactly in other words it's declarative it's not as you say an encouragement mm -hmm. be encouraging be nice be a blesser sure yes okay why a declaration yeah that that needs to be said yeah. why this now so that leads to our second question yeah. is this declaration saying anything new now, I think the problematic things that we find in the document, reading it the first time, was language like development and enrichment of particular things like the understanding of what it means to be in a relationship or in a union. Those are problematic words to use in such a weighty document. Yes. And I think, um, in a way, <laughs> the author of this document didn't consider the cultural milieu in which this document is being received. Mm. In a way, it almost seems like uh, there there was there was anticipated confusion on the release of this document. Otherwise, I would hope that a document from the Vatican would be much more clear. Mm -hmm. So I think, is there anything new? Well, doctrinally, has there been something shifted? I mean, arguably, this isn't formal heresy or something like that. But is something new? I would say there has been something new. Yes. You know, there's something new in our, our, our experience of the church now, because of this, doc, something has shifted. Absolutely. I think we have to say that. We have to say that. This, this is uh, the biggest step forward that a pope and his doctrine guy has ever taken in blessing and honoring same-sex relationships, meaning two men or two women who are engaging in sexual relationship and claim to be an item. This is the first time that has actually been blessed. Mm. And, and though that isn't the lion's share of the document, from the beginning of this document, in response to the dubia, the, the doubts being raised uh, by, by the cardinals prior to this, they are responding to that. Right. Uh, not by extending marital blessing, and, and people are very quick to point that out. Right. Uh, this isn't about marriage. We're not, we're not doing the gay marriage thing, and, and I get that, and I appreciate that, of course. It's basically saying, but we are including now, we honor marriage and open to life, male and female, etc., and if, if you're in a relationship with someone of the same gender and and you have an earnest desire to know God the way all of us do at some confused level, I think, um, then, then it's, it's apt mm -hmm. um, for a, minister, a Catholic minister to extend blessing over two people right. who are engaged in homosexual relating. Yeah. 
That is in the document. Right. There's no getting around it. It's qualified by all kinds of things. So you could say it's a soft insertion. Sure. But it's actually, dare I say, along with irregular relationships, the purpose of the document. Mm. What do we do with persons who don't line up with the male-female reality? Those who have been divorced, those who are cohabitating. But most importantly, I think we can say, based upon Pope Francis' track record from 2013 on when he mm-hmm. became Pope, he, he was wooing the LGBTQ community from the beginning. Mm-hmm. And of course, we followed that because of our own backgrounds and the people that we're dealing with all the time who are authentically seeking chastity in the light of coming out of a multiplicity of identifications and relationships. So we are sensitive to this. Sure. I don't think reactive or oversensitive. I just think we have been tracking with the Pope pretty consistently. So knowing that he was wanting to move in this direction of extending some kind of cover. Yeah. Uh, for persons that were in gay-identified relationships, um, this to me is is it's not the culmination of it, but it's um, it's a completion yeah. of something that the Pope was, I think, intentional about from the beginning of his papacy. Yeah. So those who maybe haven't seen that or don't want to see that. I think they look at this and they say, well, he does mention that, but mm-hmm. that's not really such a big deal. After all, we're not conceding to gay marriage the way, say, the Episcopalians have. Um, but this is the Catholic Church. Uh, this is a church that has a centuries-old tradition of humanity as male and female, and this this... This force called the family is well-defined and rock-solid. And so when you begin to extend church blessing Mm -hmm. uh, upon two people who are saying, no, our idea of sexuality is very different. And like you say, reading the Western Room, we're getting a little angry at the fact that the church has not recognized us. Mm-hmm. All the other mainline Protestant churches do. Why can't the Catholics? Yeah. And Pope Francis is reading that and undoubtedly, and we know this is true, is in relationship with many wonderful people who are sadly uh, gay identified, meaning they have adopted a gay identity and are in gay relationships. And I think he has pastorally been concerned how can the church honor and include them mm-hmm. and i i think this is his uh, this is among his answers yeah and and to to kind of see the beginning of the document it speaks about that 2021 response yes. to the dubia and and this this is somehow reopening that discussion in a way and and discussing what a, a kind of a deeper way of understanding that. And, and tell us what that was in 21. So t- 2021 was a pretty strong document. It received a lot of, it received welcome on behalf of a lot of Orthodox uh, Catholics, but it received a, a, a bit of a pushback because it basically said you can bless individuals, but you can't bless same-sex unions. And basically saying you can't bless sin, right? And yes. so it was a pretty strong. It, it was a simple, clear. Yeah. It was very terse. 
but to the point in response to some to some dubia. Now this, it's adding another category. So yes, you can bless individuals. No, you can't bless same-sex unions, but yes, you can bless same-sex couples. So it's an interesting, like, what is that? <laughs> what does it mean to be a same-sex couple, right? Yeah. You're blessing some some aspect of relationship. Yes. And and I think that is where the ambiguity comes in. It's especially in paragraph 31. This is where this is where the document definitely takes a plunge into some ambiguity. Um, and so I I would say that 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 is really um, the 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 source of the confusion. Yes. <laughs> what does course. it mean to be a same-sex couple and how is that different than same-sex union. Of course, the document goes into those differentiations, but I think, I dare say, it just confuses the faithful. Yes. It confuses us to say, yes. okay, well, I can't bless a, a same-sex union, but I can bless a same-sex couple. I don't even know what that means. Mm-hmm. So I think Catholics have to say, yes, this has this has good stuff. I'm also very confused. I don't know what that means. Yes. And if you go to paragraph 41... The, par- the, the document basically says, uh, thus, it said, I read it, beyond the guidance provided above, no further responses should be expected about possible ways to regulate details or practicalities regarding blessings of this type. Okay, I don't know how that is not concerning. That's concerning to me that yes. the Vatican is saying, okay, this is it. This is very, this is a clarification. We're not going to give any more clarification. Mm-hmm. But since this has been released, there's been clarifications on the clarification. Right. And that to me is saying, okay, there's something not right something about not this. Right. Well, there's a there's an intentionality that is not explicit. Yeah. And the and and basically he's fulfilling his promise to friends and people he cares for by saying no, we're going to make a way for you. Yeah, and and he he alluded to that to Juan Carlos Cruz, who announced that to at an outreach conference, Father this past Martin's year. outreach conference in July at Fordham University. Um, basically, you know, they were all saying, "Well, what about this prohibition?" and 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 Cruz and Martin, who were both great friends with Pope Francis, and have informed. I, I think we have to say they have helped shape this document. Mm by virtue of his, his relationship with them, these are good friends, and he yeah. cares for them, and that's admirable, the fact that he has been conformed <laughs> to their identifications and, and what they want to extend cover over with uh, gay-identified friends, etc., is sad and unfortunate. Anyway, it is to say that um, uh, there, he has been wanting to do this, yeah. uh, this has been a desire of his heart, I think we can say, to provide a kind of cover. How do I do this without messing with marriage? Yeah. And I, I think for the most part, that's what this document is about. I think it also applies to how do we care for and love persons who have been divorced, who aren't free to be in marital relationships, etc. And that, that's another thorny question, I, I, I would admit. Um, what, of course, we are tracking with is more of the homosexual issue, and I dare say um, that's a little bit more uh, uh, the, the, the point uh, of controversy, I think, simply because this is the issue that has divided all of the other formal Christian uh, denominations. 
And so for the Pope, in some ways, to seek to resolve this a little bit by giving us this confusing idea of blessing uh, couples and not gay unions, mm-hmm. um, I think simply does not resolve yeah. the question. If anything, it, it raises many more questions, but then, as you say, at the end kind of says, I don't want to take these questions. <laughs> right, yeah. I'm tired. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I want to get on to other things like, <laughs> like you know, uh, arresting climate change sure. and so on and so forth. Um, I think there's also a, 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 a line here, and I'm sorry, I'm looking for it and I can't find it, which is in the spirit of McElroy, the San Diego Cardinal, mm-hmm. when it says basically, you know what, like some of these issues like divorce and sexual immorality, can we just turn them down? Mm-hmm. Like, let's not make that the reason why we don't bless people. There's sure. that there's that paragraph here mm-hmm. that that basically is saying, let's, you know, let's just bless. Yeah. And and you know, I, I want to say I'm all for that mm-hmm. to the degree that I am blessing a person that I am making every effort I can to know, to love, to meet at the point of their shame and Mm -hmm. their question and their feeling of alienation from this beautiful body. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm all for that. Mm -hmm. But that that would then morph. It seems small, but it's huge to my blessing you in a state of sin. Yeah. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to fight for your freedom as a man, as a woman, Mm. whatever your your gender is. I'm going to fight for that, but I'm not going to bless what you're doing profoundly in that relationship Mm -hmm. that's displeasing to the Lord. So, So I think we need another paper on... How do we tune our blessing in such a way that brings the kingdom rather than make someone secure in their divided life? That's dangerous ground for the church. I don't want someone to be secure in their divided life. I want them to be secure in the Father's love, full well knowing that I have a hand in my own freedom. He mentions here something about this blessing is for people in prison that have been disenfranchised, whose families have said, you're an outcast. Well, I don't want to bless someone's prison. I want to say, come out of the prison. Mm -hmm. I bless you as an estranged son or daughter. Come and be reconciled. Cast off the chains. Yeah. And that chain may be that gay relationship, may be that irregular relationship. There's nothing in the irregularity of the morality Mm -hmm. in these relationships where there's anything about our agency in saying, I want to come out of the prison. Like, don't treat me like I'm just this passive little prisoner and you just have to bless, bless, bless because I can't do anything about how I contribute to my own misery. Yeah. Help me get free. I think you're talking about paragraph 25 here. Um, The church, moreover, must shy away from resting 
It's yep. practical praxis on the fixture nature, fixed nature of certain doctrinal or disciplinary schemes, especially when they lead to a narcissistic and authoritarian elitism, yeah. whereby and instead of evangelizing, yeah. one analyzes and classifies others, and instead of opening the door to grace, one exhausts his or her energies in inspecting and verifying. So yeah. thus, when people ask for a blessing, an exhaustive moral analysis should not be placed as a precondition for conferring it. For those seeking a blessing should not be required to have a prior moral perfection. I don't know anybody who does that, you and, know, and, like, and nor do I think we're even talking about moral perfection. No e exactly. That. I mean, uh, even when you go to confession, you said, bless me, father, for I have sinned. Absolutely. I mean, you're invoking God's blessing, even in being in a state of mortal sin. Yeah. So it's not saying that. Yes. But he, uh, it seems like, okay, you're saying something that does. I don't even know if that happens. No, it doesn't happen. And I would also say, we even for 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 saying something you know bringing up freedom and repentance and you know the kingdom comes mm -hmm. and so we say i'm turning to jesus meaning i'm laying aside uh, uh, familiar shackles. Yeah. There's nothing about that. I sound very uh, Pentecostal here, <laughs> as I, I know. Um, and also narcissistic and authoritarian <laughs> and elite and rigorous, etc. So, So he throws in words like that in this so that if you disagree... You're kind of like, am I being narcissistic? Am I being heavy-handed? It leads to my next question. Right, yeah. Can you disagree with the Pope? Um, can you yeah. love the papacy but critique the Pope? And I think we can say yes. Yes. We have to make a necessary distinction between the papacy yes. and his office and the man. And I think we, as Catholics, can do that. Now, historically, especially in our recent history, it, it's not been taken well, you know? Orthodox people didn't like when Pope St. John Paul II and Pope Benedict XVI were criticized. And frankly, that's not, that's not right, you know? We should be able to make those necessary distinctions in saying, okay, I love the office of the Pope, yes. but what's coming out right now is, is just, it's, it's just confusing. It's and we just have to say we love the Pope. No, we love, we the, love Pope. the Pope. There's so much about Pope Francis that I love. I love the fact that he is... Uh, a pastor yeah. that he comes near people that he cares for them and and he his 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 pastoral love is seasoned by a nearness to real broken people i love that about him um, where I disagree with him is as simple as john 4 jesus in his winsome empowered love for this outcast woman was was not afraid in the richness of mercy, living water, uh, to say, go call your husband. Yeah. Uh, and she was a little dodgy about it, and he said, yeah, yeah, you're right in saying you don't have a husband. You've actually had four, and the guy down, down the hill <laughs> uh, you're not married to. So there was also a reckoning with, with I know you, mm -hmm. and I love you, and let's let's look at some of the 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 false springs you're drawing from yeah. as as we we reckon with this great gift of God in His mercy alive and well in the human heart, and I think that's where um, I think I think He stops short. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And 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 I think it's okay to say that. Yeah, um, because our freedom, Marco coming out of homosexuality, it was based on saying no other loves. Yeah, exactly. No other loves. <laughs> uh, I, I was so diverted 
by uh, um, sort of other men as a kind of faux way of finding completion in my own manhood. And as I came into an awareness of who this Jesus was, it was it was as necessary for me to be loved by the brethren and cared for as I was. And on that basis, I, I was able to shed mm. uh, those relationships that were dividing me and, and, and actually um, preventing me yeah. from coming into the fullness, not only of knowing this incredible Jesus, but also uh, the freedom of what it means to be a man. Yeah. And so we do people a disservice by who who are in divided moral states by just saying bless 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 and if they if they're with someone irregularly just keep blessing yeah i i i think that is is um a wholly incomplete and inadequate response to what men and women need. And I also think to categorizing same-sex couples as irregular circumstances is is a, a I think that's an error because they're they're they can never be regularized same-sex couples. So it's different than me shacking up with my girlfriend that can be regularized by me not shacking up with my girlfriend and getting married to her before I give my body to her. But two men and two women can never be regularized. That's just in, th- that relationship is intrinsically disordered if it's homosexual in nature, mm-hmm. and so I think that's just an important distinction that the, the document doesn't make. Mm-hmm. That again breeds some some um, confusion. confusion. Now the next question, according to the maxim of everything is received according to the mode of the receiver. <laughs> mm. You know, like I think it's a little elitist to say, well, just go back to the document and just just read it. It's very clear, but without paying attention to the context in which it's received, yes. let's think about how um, some people have received it. How has this been received? How have certain bishops received this? Mm. How has James, Father James Martin received mm-hmm. this. I just think that's very important for the discussion. Mm-hmm. So, for example, a couple of days ago, Father James Martin comes out in the New York Times blessing a same-sex couple. Didn't look very spontaneous to me. Mm-hmm. The document says it ought to be spontaneous, right? <laughs> it can't mimic or even appear to be something like a, a same-sex union. It looked like he was literally performing a same-sex union. Mm-hmm. So James Martin is saying that this is a huge development, right? And we have some bishops saying that there is no change, right? Where do we go? It's utterly confusing. So I think in the reactions, we have to recognize that this... This is a confusing document. Yes, and and if you we, we looked at that article with different heads of Catholic states, Belgium, France, Spain, Ivory Coast, etc., uh, expressing like, w- w- what does this look like for us? Of course, this is a day after the document came out, so uh, early, early findings, if you will. But um, you could kind of read where that country was coming from. So, so for some, Western Europe, it's like, okay, this is the first step. Mm-hmm. This is a, a giant step forward towards gay marriage, mm-hmm. basically. Yeah. <laughs> you know. Um, for others, it was, oh, kind of waxing poetic. This is just a beautiful encouragement for, you know, pastoral 
love and sensitivity, yeah. um, blessing. You know, yes, I'm. I'm gonna be. We're gonna be that much more blessed <laughs> in our blessings. I'm like, okay, well, that's good. Uh, so, but but I think for the most part, you could read where that country was. Yeah. And I think for those who are just like, can we just get on with this? Yeah. And and normalize the the couples in our midst who are divorced or uh in gay identified unions let's just get on with it and i think it was sort of equally divided mm -hmm. between those who were like this maybe not sure to those who were this has given momentum to the the trajectory of the west that is just prevailing yeah in, in western europe in america uh Etc. So I think we have to say something about Germany too. Germany, I think, is an important player in this, just because the German Catholic Church has been pushing for a liturgical right of sorts, mm -hmm. and so some people say that this document is more of a concession yes. in saying, "Okay, well, don't you can't do that, but you can do this," mm -hmm. which. I don't know how I feel about that—a <laughs> concession to sort of prevent schism. Never really seems to to go well, you yes. know, and it sort of amplifies. The, un the the sort of the, the the unity when in fact there's so much confusion still. Mm -hmm. So I think enough said on that. Um, yeah, I, but that, I think there is there is something going on there given exactly the extreme in Germany right now. Um, and then the last question I have is wh what's an encouraging way forward? Yeah, how do we go forward from this? And I, you know, we received just a, a note about our our piece that we wrote. Right, we did receive some. Very negative. Very responses. negative feedback. Yeah, like you, you know, you're knee-jerk reactionaries. And, yeah. Um, so, yeah, anti-papal. Yeah. Oh, um, well, some people even said schismatic. Yeah. So we're not, we love the, we believe Francis is the Pope. So that, that's, that's our heart. And we yeah. love the Pope. Yeah. I think that's why we're concerned is because we love the papacy. We love the Pope. Yes. And we work in this area. So it's not like we're opining on economics <laughs> yeah. this is exactly our ministry and yeah. yeah and and i think it needs to be said that um given that we've been at this a long time and we work in leagues with uh, like-minded ministries namely courage and, mm -hmm. and 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 assorted groups courage being much loved by us um and i would say um we have not been given the time of day by pope francis um whereas wildly extreme sure i'm i'm a trans man who was married traditionally but now my spouse has to deal with my shift you know yeah. laying hands on all kinds of um really troubling yeah devolutions in yeah. the area of sexual identity. These are ministries that are catering New ways, to dignity, yes. yeah. Father James Martin. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's a catch-all. Once yeah. you start extending kind of indiscriminate cover over the... Um, uh, the, the morphing of, of sexual identity, um, there's no stopping. Yeah. And there's no way of getting back to the radical truth of being man or woman yeah. because it's no longer a matter of birthright. It's a matter of where I have come in today's culture and you need to bless me in that. Yeah. 
those are the ministries that Pope Francis has been informed by, not ours, who, who we, who come out of this, are so aware of its profundity and in some ways its mystery, but more than that, have accessed this Jesus in, in our depths and are finding substantial freedom to be reconciled to the men and women that we are simply yeah. through the redeeming power of Jesus and his body. So, And the church always gives us a clarifying direction. And we love that. Yeah. And I do want to say about this piece that we wrote, I did regret, as I looked back over it, saying something about, you know, the church is misdirecting you because we're speaking on behalf of our people, mm-hmm. people that are vulnerable to... LGBTQ identification and acting out and 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 in light of their commitment to Jesus are coming back into the clarity of being male and female in relationship to their same gender friends as well as the opposite gender. That's that's our mission. Um, and I'm aware that the church never misdirects people in that way. The church is utterly clear that that is our trajectory, that integration always has to do with who am I man in relationship to woman and vice versa. There's no other way of understanding the Imago Dei, and that applies to singles and marrieds. The church never Hmm. uh, misdirects. Confusing leaders can. And I, I simply believe that Pope Francis is confused here, mm-hmm. and and he's sowing confusion. That doesn't mean I hate him. That doesn't mean he's not the Pope. That doesn't mean I'm waiting for Benedict to come back from the dead and take <laughs> his rightful place. Um, it simply means, oh, no, I don't agree with that. I, I don't think that's in line right. with the Old and New Testament and mm-hmm. the magisterium of the church. Right. I, I think it's it's a negative, confusing uh, uh development, if you will, but I dare not call it a development. It's not one. Right. It's a digression. Sure. And so I I say that on behalf of our people who who will not be misled by her, yeah. the church. Yeah. And so I do stand corrected uh, for that. But we she's the lighthouse. Yeah. And even if there's some counterfeit light out there, we ain't going, Amen. but we're seeing it and we're saying it. Yeah. And, and I say to my brothers and sisters, you know better. Mm-hmm. You know better. And, and you know how profound this battle is, given all of the cultural signposts, confusing signposts out there. So when the church is confused and confusing, you know that's not Jesus. Yeah. Because we need clarity. Right in order to walk free. Chastity is costly, and it requires uh, a a daily yes and clear signposts, and that's the church in a confusing age. And so when the church begins to mimic the world, we say, no way. And that's that's why we're doing this. Right. And I I think, too, just my encouragement, like we're basically days before Christmas and okay, let's fall at the manger scene. Let's, let's worship the God who became flesh so that I can be freed in mine. I'd like to sing Ave Maria. (laughs) (laughs) 
So that's I mean, I don't know if I even have a good voice. No, you're really good. I just feel yeah. like that was not right. That was weird. Weird. <laughs> so that would be my first encouragement. And then yeah. second, I think a provocation to people who um, do have maybe pastoral authority or something, speak up. Speak up. I mean, you don't have to. You don't have to be like some some sort of weird voice in the arena, but you can have some healthy opposition to to the confusion. Absolutely, and don't come under that lie that if you disagree with that, you're narcissistic, authoritarian, elitist, mm-hmm. rigorous. You're a you're a you're a dead in the water traditionalist. Yeah. Don't believe that. <laughs> no, hold, keep to your spiritual senses, your moral sensibility, right. the compass that we possess that is so profound and so able to bring people into health and happiness. Yeah. That's our end. You know, holiness is not like, well, I'm just really trying. <laughs> no. Holiness is happiness. Mm-hmm. I want people to be free. I want people to move beyond this low ceiling rainbow state. Yeah. Amen. And that's Amen. freedom. Yeah. We're talking freedom. Yeah. Not, oh, I'm going back into my little chaste cocoon. No, yeah. this is full bodied, right. full blooded life. Yeah. And uh, your, your your first anniversary. This is your first anniversary, Marco. And, I'm uh, receiving gifts. Yes, he, and he is receiving gifts. It's Marco Castanova <laughs> International Ministries. It's not Catholic. It's um, <laughs> questionably non-denominational. <laughs> Can you imagine? <laughs> I think I've said enough. Yes, we have both. Yeah. So have yourself. <laughs> Stop. Okay. Thanks for tuning in. 